I'm just going to start out just talking from my heart tonight. You know, this service is about contending for revival. I mean, that's really what we've been doing, (laughs) I suppose, in, in every service. But specifically, we've designed this to be a place where we confess the Word of God and we build our faith for this revival that we know is here. Amen. Yes. We know that it's been released. We know that it's far too late. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He's helping me now. Praise the Lord. (laughs) We know that it's far too late. It's already been released. We're already stepping into what He has for us. We're already here. Uh, it's kind of hard to to explain or describe sometimes because we don't see it with our natural eyes. We're not seeing wheelchairs lined up. We're not seeing every person that's sick being healed. We're not in the natural. We're not seeing it, but we ought to see that in the spirit, and we need to realize that that's where we're standing, no matter what we see, because we've already been told we speak the end results. So one of the things that we do here in contending for revival is we're waging war. And part of that is taking the confessions that God has given us and using them as a weapon to build our faith and to bring ourselves to a place where we really believe what God is saying. Because if you remember, Jesus came in here and spoke to Gary. He said, I want to be believed. And so we want to believe. We want to believe him. And uh, we're like the man who said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And we, we have more available to us than anyone else in any other time period on earth. So we have an accountability to believe. Because we have everything that we need in order to get us to that place of belief. But I want to share with you from... What we've called the blueprint of 2020. This is a present day speaking. This particular one is October 30th. And I'm just going to share an excerpt from that. It says, come away with me, my beloved. Come away with me. For I must woo you into a place of intimacy. To have you as the forerunners to this great outpouring. Will you do it? Will you come away? Will you find that private place and that corporate place to seek me and to sit and come away? Will you push back the hours and find room for me and sacrifice time? Will you find the way through my wisdom to steal moments and time To pray and intercede. For I am laying on my church, male and female, young and old, a desire to pray, a desire to intercede. Even those who do not consider themselves as intercessors, I am laying upon you the burden of intercession. For did I not say, That my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There is a refreshing in this burden. All who take it on. All who receive it and embrace it. 
Find life, says the Spirit of the Lord. There is a death to the flesh, but a life to the Spirit. The trade-off is beyond measure, says the Spirit of grace. The trade-off is beyond measure. So as we were talking about a a couple weeks ago, you know, this is a very personal thing. God's calling us individually and corporately, but individually he's calling us to come away with him, to have that place of intimacy. And he wouldn't be saying this if there wasn't a greater place of intimacy to be had. Not saying that we haven't had intimacy with the Lord, but he wouldn't continue to be telling us to come away if we were already there. So he's taking us to a place that is uh, more intimate than before. And he's giving us the opportunity to say yes or no. And that's the amazing thing about God is he always does this. He'll put a calling on your life. He'll give you the answer, life or death, choose life. But yet he still leaves the choice up to you. He leaves the choice up to me. Am I going to do this? And so I would just, I would ask you tonight to consider these questions, you know, that were brought to us in this word. Will you do it? Will you come away? And I'm sure you have. This isn't uh, any type of uh, condemnation. I know that you probably wouldn't be here tonight if you weren't trying to come closer with God. And I'm sure that in, in many ways we have. But I know in my own life there are things that I still have to cut out. There's things that I still have to put aside. There are things that I, that God is still dealing with me on that I must Make the decision. He's not going to do it for me. He's not going to take it away from me. I have to lay it down. He told us to put off the old man. He doesn't just take it away from us. He tells us to crucify the flesh. And so if we're not reminded to do that. And we're not continually looking at that. uh, It's easy to fall into those simple little traps. You know there's. Like I said this week. I had a lot of responsibilities. That I needed to take care of. And they weren't bad things. They were all good things. They were all things. That, that pertained to my family. And to fellowship with them. And it was good. And it was wonderful. And I enjoyed it. And yet. I know. That I didn't spend the time in prayer. That I had determined to spend. That's on me. You know. I'm not. That's not. Uh, again. It's really not condemnation. But it's a way where. For me to look and measure. And say. Okay. Here's something that I've got to work on. And I believe each one of us. We have to take. The time. And the. Responsibility. To say. Okay. Whether I've done it in the past. Or I haven't done it in the past. Today's a new day. And today. This is what I'm going to do. You know. Uh, we've been told. For many years. If you don't. If you can't tell me. When you're going to pray tomorrow. You're not going to pray tomorrow. If we haven't done it yet, it's time to put into practice all of the knowledge and all of the understanding that we have and wage war with the weapons that we have. Be willing to contend for this revival. And put, as the world might say, put, put your money where your mouth is, right? Where the rubber beats the road. This is the time where we say, okay, we've been saying this 
for X number of years or however long it might be. But now, if any part of this that I haven't been applying, it's time for me to apply it. We, we have it. And so it's our responsibility to apply it. So if we're asking the Lord, help my unbelief. He's saying, here you go. I've given you help after help after help after help. Now he's gracious, he's merciful, he's loving, he's kind, he's long-suffering, and he'll continue to help. And he'll continue to woo us, as he says here, to come away with him. But we need to be responsible for the help that he has given us. If we want to ask, if we're having difficulty, then it's time to go back and look at what has been given to us and ask the hard questions. Am I doing what I know to do based on what I have? You know, it's, it's not the things that we don't understand that's, that's the problem, right? It's the things that we have. It's the instruction that we have that we know what to do with. That's what we're responsible for. And if you want more, let's first do what we have and let's first do what we understand. And then I believe that he'll continue to bring us into a deeper place and another place. One of the reasons that we don't go as far as into God as maybe we think we desire is that if you truly desire it, you're going to do what it takes to get there, right? Pastor Dave used to say, if you want something you never had before, you're going to have to do something you've never done before. There's a lot of things that we can be taught. There's a lot of things that we can learn from the Word of God, that we can learn from our teachers, that we can learn from other people. But then there are those things that only God can give us. There are those things that God wants to impart into our life that can't be taught by anyone else. There's some say certain things that can be taught and some things that must be caught. And we catch it in the Spirit. And it's an impartation from the Holy Ghost. And sometimes it can come through a person. But what God wants is that intimate time where it comes directly from Him. And He's able to impart into you wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Based on what you've received from the Word of God. From the teachers that God's put into your life. From the gifts that God is using. He's desiring to build upon that in the secret place. And give you what man cannot give you. I can't teach you how to heal the sick. I can tell you what the Bible says about it. I can teach you what Jesus did. I can tell you what all... I can give you examples and testimonies and and it's all wonderful. But I can't tell you where to put your hand on that person so that they're healed. I can't put in you an anointing that changes lives. I can't do that. But he can. And it it only happens when we're willing to get away with him. When we're willing to obey the things that he's asked us to do. And in doing so, we are contending for revival. We are waging war by taking these instructions. And I don't think that we really understand how privileged we are. At the same time, there's an accountability. Said, who, to whom much is given, much is required. There are many churches today in America and around the world. They wouldn't know what. They'd never heard of the present day speaking. They don't understand that God could speak to them 
And that he has a voice in the earth. So there's, maybe you don't realize that, but there's people around the world that don't even know that God could speak to them. They don't realize that this is available to them. And here we are with, with stacks of it. We have more available than probably any person, or at least as much as any person in history. We have more available than the apostles had to them. We have more available than anyone in the Bible. The Bible wasn't written yet. And they yet walked in the miracles of God because they received personally from the Holy Spirit. They received what they needed to walk in what they were called to walk in. So you may know what you're called to. You may not. It doesn't don't want to say it doesn't matter. It definitely matters. But the point is, God will show you what you're called to. But more importantly, he wants that intimacy with you so that when you walk into that call, you have everything you need to fulfill it. Because in the natural, you know, anybody can get up and talk. You can take a drunk off the street and teach him John 3.16 and he can get somebody saved. Because the word of God is true. But there's a difference between that and an evangelist who's been saturated by the presence of God and allowed his spirit to fill them to a place where everything that they need to be an evangelist that day for every person that's in that crowd is available to them because the Holy Spirit, they've spent that time with him and he's made it available inside of them. And that's what we have. That's what we have before us. That's the, the opportunity that we have is to spend time with him where he's able to fill us with the equipment, with the necessary weaponry, with everything that is necessary for us to fulfill every minute part of the calling that he has on our life. He knows your next door neighbor and who's gonna, who you're going to come across at Walmart. He knows everything that's going to happen in your life. And, and if we're listening and if we're filled with his spirit, then we're able to draw upon that within us to deliver to those people as God sees fit. <laughs> we're able to deliver what he has for them. It's not up to whether you're called to a five-fold ministry or a pulpit ministry. It's about whatever God has called you to. That's your ministry. And he wants to equip you for it. He wants to equip you to be anything and everything that he's called you to be. He's not looking... I'm trying to say this right, so please bear with me. He doesn't want us to be comparing ourselves to someone else. Because if you're going to compare yourself to a completed work, what part of that person's life are you going to compare yourself to? Sometimes all we see is what they do standing behind the pulpit. We think, oh, how wonderful. But we don't know all the things that are going on in their life. We don't understand maybe... (laughs) If you knew that person 10 years ago, it would have been different. And you don't know how long that they've spent with the Lord. You don't know how short. The time frame isn't what matters. But you don't know what it costs them to be where they are. Here's the thing. They don't know what it costs you to be where you are. So it's not about the glamour or the results that we see in someone else's life. But it's being humble enough 
to stand where God's called us to stand. And for what I understand here, he says that I must woo you into a place of intimacy to have you as the forerunners to this great outpouring. You know, when I was uh, first coming into my uh, relationship with the Lord, I'll say it that way. I mean, really, I was born again at a very young age. I was probably four years old. I was brought up in the Christian church, all of those things. But I didn't really, you know, fellowship with the Lord. And I didn't always live a Christian lifestyle. And, you know, I had a lot of detours and and went down some wrong paths but when I really came to the Lord and said okay I want to serve you the first thing he did is he told me what he called me to do and the only thing he said to me was that he would called me to preach and it was before I had come to the prayer center I uh I'd spent some time we used to have some prayer meetings with some of the students at Ramah I wasn't a student but my brother was and And I would go to some of those meetings and there was a lady that she knew how to flow with the spirit. And for for me, I guess it would be my whole life. But definitely, once I had really committed to the Lord, the one thing I wanted was to know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. I wanted to know that power. I wanted to understand how to hear and how to walk with him. I didn't know because you know how I said there's some churches that never see that that never have heard of these things. Well, I went to those churches all my life, so I know they're out there. There's many church as as a young man up until, like I said, you know, as a as a child mostly, and I went to those types of churches. And as I was becoming an adult and giving my life to the Lord, going to these meetings. I still remember the night that this woman, she said, tonight we're going to birth our ministries. I had no idea what that meant. (laughs) But that's what she said. And I began praying and we were all praying. And we just started praying in the spirit. And she said, I want you to see yourselves doing whatever it is God's called you to do. And like I said, the only thing I had was one word. And so I kind of envisioned myself standing on stage preaching somewhere. I didn't know some type of auditorium. And then just began praying in the Spirit. And I was praying in the Holy Ghost. And I was just praying. And all of a sudden I'd see myself standing somewhere else preaching. Then I'd see myself somewhere else preaching. And I saw people as far as I could see. And there were dark skinned people. And there were people with little babies. And there's all these things happening. And, and, God, and I was laying my hands on people. And people being healed. And I was seeing all these things happen. And I remember thinking, oh, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be nice? I thought, you know, I'm imagining these things and it's just amazing. At the end of that service, this lady that had started it, started walking around to each one of us. There's probably about 10 of us there. And she came to me and she said, the anointing of the evangelist is upon you. God's called you to the nations and to the multitudes. And, and I just began weeping and it wasn't because of some desire to be seen but I was weeping because I knew that God had spoke to me personally that he knew who I was and he knew what he had for me and that 
It's always what has drawn me to the people of God that are willing to walk in the Spirit. That's what drew me to Dave Roberson. It wasn't the miracles and all of the signs and wonders. Those are wonderful things. But what drew me to Dave Roberson is I listened to a tape. And at the end, I heard him talking. And he was communicating and hearing what the Spirit of God was saying. And I heard him say something like, Oh, say that again. What was that? And I thought maybe there was someone... In the room. And there was. But it was the Holy Ghost. And I saw that intimacy that he had. And it's what drew me to this place. And it's what drew me to receive from the God that was in this man. I thought I've got to know who he knows. And what we have here is so awesome. Because Dave never tried to get us to know his God. But he taught us how to understand who Jesus is in you. Not do what he does. Not try to be who he is. But to be who God has called each one of us to be. And to fulfill that calling. You know, that night, I, I don't know what the, uh, uh, that she was, she wasn't wrong. But I, it doesn't mean that the office that God had called me to was that of an evangelist. It was, but there was an anointing that God had put in my life and he was confirming to me what he was going to do. Years later, as I came here to the prayer center, I found out that you can receive. See, right now, you can receive. Not necessarily what I'm speaking, but because there's an anointing present. You can receive from God. You can just reach out and grab it. You can reach out and grab it. And I started receiving from Dave Roberson more than what he was preaching and more than what he was saying. Just being there, it boosted my faith. And sometimes I could tell because I began to receive from the Spirit. I could watch him and I knew he's about to step into the Spirit realm. He's about to start calling people out. He, oh, there's an anointing for healing. Oh, there's an anointing for prophecy. And see, God was teaching me not because I was someone special or, and it wasn't because of Dave's great ability to teach, but it was because there was a hunger on the inside of me that I had to have whatever it was that God was doing in this man. And see, right now is a time where God is calling us individually, not to a man, not to a ministry, but unto himself for those same types of purposes. He's creating in us a hunger. He said here that he was going to put a desire to pray even even upon those who maybe don't call themselves an intercessor. But you see, we've got to allow this word a place in our heart because it's not going to happen automatically. It's not going to happen by accident. We're not going to stumble into this. God doesn't do things on a whim, but for a purpose. And he has a purpose in what he's telling us. And in each one of these words that comes forth. And I promise you I'm talking to myself tonight. That these need to be a part of our regular diet. Our regular study. Because this is that individual training that God is talking about. This is that intimacy that he's calling us unto. It's important Highly important to be in the Word of God, obviously. But here we have specific instruction 
And we're so blessed that this isn't just something that comes out of some man's mouth, but it's looked at, it's judged, and and scriptures are added to it. And we have these things for a reason. That You know, people don't spend hours going over this and transcribing this and making it available to us so that it can just be there to fill up space on some server on the internet. But it's been made available free of charge. We need to realize what we have, church. (laughs) We've got something available to us that very few people in the world have. We have these prophetic words from God Himself spoken to our body, spoken to us as individuals. And yes, every person around the world that's willing to grab a hold of it, He's talking to them as well. I don't believe that... When we talk about the prayer center revival, it's not just those that call themselves the prayer center, but it's those who attach themselves to that vision and that desire and that that hunger to see a move of God like they've never seen before. So we've got a family all over the world. And at times when I think of it, I'm overwhelmed and can't imagine how my little part could be important. But see, that's the lie of the enemy to try to get us to step away and say, well, you know, it was someone else that prophesied this. It was someone else that had this dream, that had this vision, that had this or that. But all of it was for us as individuals to receive and to enter in and to draw upon. There's not a hunger in you. Take the time to read over these things and ask the Lord to put in you that hunger and that desire because He says He's doing it. And I believe that as we give ourselves over to it, that hunger will increase. That desire will increase. Some people are having difficulty. Okay, some people are having difficulty getting into that intimate place because for whatever reasons... Maybe there's walls that have been put up or maybe it's just been a timing thing or or difficulty with different things in your life. I want to tell you tonight, if you're willing to set those things aside and just step in there, just get into a quiet place and say, Lord, I'm here. I want that intimacy with you. And just start praying in the Holy Ghost. The more you do that, the more hunger will be built up in you. God's dealing with... I'm trying to get words tonight. (laughs) But he's dealing with the obstacles. Thank you. He's dealing with obstacles that many of us are facing. And see, I believe that's what... I don't think that it's excuses. I believe that it's legitimate obstacles that we have in our lives. Now, it... It may look to others as an excuse. And ultimately, we will have no excuse when we stand before God. But right now, God has us in a time where His grace is upon us to remove those obstacles. And He's calling us. And, and this, I, I don't want this to be the wrong thing. He, he's calling us one last time. And it doesn't mean, I don't know what that means, but that's what I'm hearing. He's calling us one last time. He's saying, you can do this. 
One last time he's saying, my grace is sufficient for you to set aside the obstacles that are in the way and come away with me and be in my presence and receive all that I have that I might manifest in this earth that which I have proclaimed. For you will be held accountable. You will be the ones that I rely on. In the days ahead. For this is a moment and a time. That I am calling. And I am moving circumstances. I am changing things throughout your life. That you could have that moment with me. And some of you have missed what I am doing. And so I would say to you this night. Take account of the things that happened throughout your day. Take account of the things that have happened in the past week. And look and see how I have moved and I have prepared a place within your life for me to come. And see that I will continue to be with you. I will continue to remind you. But I am requiring of you to make the decision that these moments that are being set aside, that you will come and be with me. That you will decide not to do the things that are convenient, but you'll do the things that are necessary to be with me. And you will see, as I have said over and over again, This is more than worth it. The trade-off is immeasurable. You will see. And you will find within you that there are things that I've already placed there. You'll see that there are freedoms that I have already given you. That you have struggled to find. That you have struggled to walk in. That you have struggled to be who I've called you to be. And you will find that as you obey me and come away. And as you hear my voice. You'll see that those things that have been difficult in times past. You will find a grace and an ease and a move of my spirit. That will bring you from places that you've wanted to reach in the spirit realm and thought you couldn't, you'll see that almost immediately you can be there with me. As you give up your inability to produce these things, you'll see that I'll produce them in your life. For some of you have struggled and desired and longed to have that power in your life. To have that ability to overcome the difficulties that you've been facing. To have that ability to put down the... Addictions and handles of the flesh. But the Lord says they've already been within you. In that born again spirit, that new nature. And he says as you spend time with me, I will show you that the power to overcome is already within you. And there is a grace. And there is an anointing. And there is a... Special time right now, this season, 
where I am moving in my body and I am adjusting those things that are necessary to show you who you are inside of you because most of what you need to know has already been given you. And you continue to look from another sermon or another message or another word. But I say to you that those things that you're desiring cannot come from man, but they come only from my spirit. And you'll see, it takes intimacy with me. Nandela rando roko tula mandandandra usta jela borro costa lady di andra bossa dala honda la bakita riacosta jela for this is not a time for the analytical mind to begin to analyze and look and see what else you could possibly do and where you had missed certain things in order to get to where I'm calling you to be. But this is a time for you to lay down the things that you know, to lay down the ideas and the, the workings of your own abilities and allow me to come inside of you in a way that changes the way you behave. There have been mindsets that have been built up in many that have said, if I can just get a little more knowledge, if I could just understand this scripture a little bit better, if I could fast a little bit longer, if I could pray more hours, I would be able to do this or that. But the Lord says, now is a time for I have brought this church to a level and a place of maturity where now it is time that you come away with me and allow me to do those things that you've learned about, those things that you've received in the natural. See that when I'm allowed to come by my spirit, those things will be activated to be able to be done upon the earth. For yes, I do want you to spend time with me. I do want that time in the Spirit. That time in prayer. That time in the Word. But I want that time to be... I want that time to be ordained by me. I want that time to be my time. Well, yeah, you could set aside an hour to pray. But you allow me to lead you in that prayer time. You allow me to deal with things that only I can deal with. If you spent an hour in silence, it wasn't wasted. If you spent an hour in conversation in your known language with me, it wasn't wasted. Don't be so persistent to finish your allocated time of tongues that you don't allow me to speak. 
Don't be so persistent to do the thing which you have uh, decided was best for you that you don't allow me to do what I know will change you. This is a time of transition. And you'll have to learn to receive from me some of you in a way that you hadn't received before. In times past, I've spoon-fed many. And I've offered much assistance. The Lord says, now the assistance that's coming is only coming from me in an intimate place. Not that I won't have help available. Not that you can't seek the counsel of others because you can. And they are available. And you will hear messages. And you will receive from the spiritual guidance of others. But the primary way in which I am pouring myself out during this time is intimacy with me. Is directly from my spirit. There's nothing wrong with receiving a word of prophecy. There's nothing wrong with receiving the teaching that's made available to you. But remember that I am a jealous God. And I am looking for people who will come and allow me to be their everything. Allow me to be your teacher. Allow me to be your counselor. For there are some who have sought the counsel of many. And still have the same problem they had when they began. Now is the time to set aside conventional wisdom. And come and receive from the wisdom of God. Receive from my spirit. See that I am rich. See I do not create the testing, the trial, the difficulties. But I do watch and I do yearn and desire that in those difficulties you come to me. I wait with anticipation with the answer that I could pour it out and give to you that which is needed to overcome. But too many times my people have turned to the conventional wisdom of man. You've turned to the ideas that have been made available, some godly, some good, but none perfect. Because no one is perfect. Yet I, and I ask of you, come to me. Receive from that which is perfect. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come unto me and find rest. Don't believe the lies that it's too difficult or it's too late. I'm calling all those who would hear. Come unto me. Receive. 
you will find rest. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's just worship him for a moment. Father, we just thank you so much. We worship you and praise you. We thank you for making yourself available unto us, Lord God. We thank you for that anointing, that presence, Lord. We thank you, Father, that we can receive from your spirit tonight. We just receive from you tonight, Lord God. We receive that grace. We receive that anointing. We receive from you, Holy Spirit. Praise you, Jesus. It's all right. <laughs> oh, my, my, masa. Yeah, it's okay to receive tonight from the Spirit of God because He's moving. He's moving in this place. There's a grace. There's a grace, there's a grace. Hey, lady, andara castadela. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just trying to see exactly what he wants to do. There's things I could do, but I want to do what he says to do. Amen. Now, a lot of times I go out and lay hands on people or call people up to lay hands on them. But I just really believe that God is wanting to do this differently. I believe he wants to, he wants us to reach out with our faith and grab a hold of Him. There's nothing wrong with laying on of hands. There's nothing wrong with receiving in that way. Most people I've ever met have received that way. But I believe that specifically in this group, He's wanting us to receive directly from the Holy Ghost. Whether, whether you receive a word from Him specifically or you don't, you have the ability to reach out tonight and grab a hold of the anointing that's present to change your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. I believe there's one other thing he wants to say tonight, and I'm trying to put the right words to it. Just, uh, I thank you for bearing with me. It's a little bit different for me tonight than because of the teaching, the doctrine, the obedience, because of the yielding to my spirit that has taken place in this particular house, because of the maturity that I've been able to cultivate I am able to do things by my spirit that in times past I was unable to do and many times I've had to move through a man to reach the people that I want to reach and I will continue to do so but in this house this is a time that I am able to move independently of a man and touch my people directly. So prepare yourselves. Prepare yourself for a ministry of the Spirit that 
you may not have been accustomed to. And be careful not to be judgmental nor critical of the way that I do things that may not be the same as you've seen in the past or what you thought should be based on your understanding. For in the days ahead, even as you contend for this revival, you will see outbursts of my spirit that some will look upon and wonder, how could this be? But I say, you'll know, you'll know that it's me. And the person that I'm ministering unto, you'll see the fruit that I bring in them. (laughs) So, be prepared, not only when you come together, but in the private places that you are. And be willing to receive from me at any time, at any hour. In any circumstance or situation. Do not be embarrassed. To allow me to interrupt. Your daily walk. Because I'm able. To do so in a way. That I've not. Yet. Had the ability to do in some. Lives that I have the ability to do in now. In a few moments, we're going to go on to the confessions. But I want to honor the Holy Spirit tonight. I want to honor the word that he's brought to us and give reverence to what he's done. Just take a moment to just receive from his spirit. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Receive, Lord. What you have for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right. I don't want to interrupt anything the Lord's doing, but I believe that He's complete. And so we're going to go on to the confessions. If you have to leave now, it's fine. But we're going to continue with our normal calling in the lost confessions. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all receiving tonight? Amen. Glory to God. It's so good when we can receive from the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.